How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. What's going on? It is another week. Another week of great NFL games. And it actually is a new week of the Lions not losing. <laughs> it's one way to put it. But they didn't win either. It's also a week that the it's also a week that we got to sit on the couch and really relax this weekend watching mm. the Cowboy game. Yeah, it was I'm, uh, getting, I'm really got I'm liking this. Yeah, it was it was it was back to, you know, what the season has been for the most part, except for, you know, the uh the one crazy game last week uh that we shall not talk about on the show, but a good week Every in the game. NFL. We were we were back to some of the normal blowouts that we uh had predicted and you know last week was the exception but some upsets as well in there you know the pick and pulls was not as strong this week um except uh, uh, i still came out on top you know with the uh the win for the week uh so so you know even with the upsets i had a few in there uh and, and we'll talk about my lock of the week in the philadelphia eagles winning uh you know said that one would come true uh you know had some had some good things go our way uh but a lot of the consensus picks Tampa Bay, Arizona, the Chargers going down like some big upsets there. Uh, so we're going to talk about, you know, all these games. We'll recap it like we do on every Tuesday episode, uh, play what we got right and what we got wrong and recap week 10 of the NFL. So uh, we have to get into all these games. We'll break them down uh, and talk about them. So let's get into it. Let's run it. I love when we when we start these episodes and uh you know in the beginning I talk about you know I did pretty good this week you know we had some upsets right and then we have to start with the Thursday night game because I think we can both agree that the Thursday night games have not been our friend this year can we can we agree on that well you know you turned them crazy or weird or I forget, I forget the term you used but like it's ridiculous. I, I mean, you we talked about it. Watch by how ridiculous the, the outcome is going to be. We talked about on Thursday nights. Weird stuff happens on Thursday night. It just does, and it's happened every you know, in every game this year. And the Ravens, who I of course you know when I say it on the podcast the night before, I believed were the best team in the AFC, taking on a Dolphins team that has been one of the worst teams in the entire league. And somehow, some way, the score is twenty-two to ten. But somehow, some way, the Dolphins pretty much blanked the, the 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 Ravens. Like this was pretty much fifteen to three the entire game, and the Dolphins' defense was back to being the elite defense it was from like last year. Okay, so can we just talk about the genius of Brian Flores on Thursday night? Yep. I mean. Have you ever I, seen seven guys shoulder to shoulder across the defensive line blitz every single down? It it was it was the we're two and seven or two and six our record and we have nothing to lose. We're going to do everything in our power to stop this team from running the ball and stop Lamar Jackson. And it worked. Now it worked. Am I saying that every team that does this is going to work? No, but the Dolphins have a on paper a good defense with good players on their defense. Yep. They just haven't played good as a group, but they have they had the defense and the and the players to you know spy Lamar and and stop the run that they were able to get this win. I mean, when you stop the Ravens to you know their leading rusher to the, which is their quarterback to under forty yards rushing, that you're going to probably win the game because as good as Lamar has got gotten just as a player and you know improved as a thrower he's not you know that you know guy you know throwing the ball if you put up the pressure on him to throw you could have a chance to win the game he had, um he had no time he no. had no lanes he had nothing yeah and when you look at the dolphins offense not like they were much better i mean they're they're the worst rushing yeah. offense in the league and miles gaskins at 30 yards rushing that's it and Brissett yeah. had 150 yards passing got hurt and tua came in at 150 yards passing 
and wasn't, you know, that entirely much, you know, better. So this was all on the Dolphins defense, completely having a game plan to stop Lamar and the Ravens, and they get an upset win. I think it's a bad loss for the Ravens. Uh, I think it's going to come back to maybe, you know, hurt them in the end because this should be, this should have been seven and two. They should have been paced to, you know, keeping pace with the Titans for the, you know, number one seed looking good. And now they still have, you know, the hardest part of their schedule where they still play Green Bay, the Rams, Cincinnati, Cleveland twice, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Like, it, it was one that I think is going to come back to bite them. They should, they definitely should have won. Uh, the fact that they were two out of 14 on third down is pathetic. They gave the ball up two times. I mean, the one that, and then the run back by Xavier Howard was unreal. A, a he crazy picked that ball back. up. And it was like slicing butter, a hot knife through butter. He just was kind of weaving in and out of everybody. It was funny watching Lamar Jackson try to make a tackle. That was hysterical. And then literally, you know, next thing you know, I'm like, oh, my God, the Dolphins are going to win this game. Mm -hmm. And you know what's the saddest part? Is unfortunately because of if anybody was listening to the podcast last week, um, I have to put the house up for sale. Oh, God. Do you remember good, that little good uh, thing I moved out already? Because right, I mean, that's a good than, thing. I said if they don't win by seventeen points, I'll put the house up for sale. So I'm I'm thinking I've got to go to uh, Zillow right now and uh, and take care of business. All right, so we we will find out. Uh, maybe we'll have I'm to move to soon. Maybe have to move to Miami because that maybe that's a sign. Maybe I'm moving go. anywhere. I, I'm moving to Texas so I can at least get oh. season tickets. All right, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, I mean just. I think everyone was off on this game, but let's get to Sunday games. Uh, get away from these Thursday night uh, buffoonery games. Uh, next week, Thursday night, actually, just to preview, uh, Patriots Falcons. So, you know, we'll, we'll get to those. We'll get to Week Eleven on Friday, but you know, just a kind of interesting game there. Uh, let's get to the Sunday games, though. We'll start with Saints Titans. The Titans win a close game by the score, twenty three twenty one. But I think they pretty much played a good enough game to win. Uh, I think Tannehill played much better than he did. Uh, against the Rams on Sunday night last week. Still didn't really rush the football that great without, you know, Henry uh, with, you know, Foreman actually leading the lead uh, leading the team in rushing. Uh, Peterson was, you know, more the goal line guy uh, and, 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 and receiving, you know, didn't have a great showing either. You know, that Antonio Brown or AJ Brown with one catch um, after, you know, I, I we, we came on here and said his target share was off, you know, the, the, the charts. Uh, it was another we win. Are the, we, we are the kiss of death. It was a, we are, it was another stand by the Titans defense. Uh, they played another really good game. I think that front uh, really, you know, gave Ingram fits. He ended up with, you know, two touchdowns, but he only had 50 yards rushing. Uh, they're a team that if Kamara was playing, you know, averages, you know, in the 100 yards uh, rushing. Uh, Simeon actually threw for 302 touchdowns, uh, which was, you know, probably his best, you know, stats of the season so far. Uh, but I think that the the Titans defense won the game again. I think that they you know they caused uh, they caused a turnover, uh, which was a crucial turnover with the uh, uh, with the I, I believe fumble by uh, by mm -hmm. uh, Damian Harris or, or uh, Deontay, uh, Harris. Deontay Harris, which was a big fumble there. Uh, and they also got you know a couple sacks. Uh, that was you know two uh, four again. sacks with Simmons having uh, having two of his own. So. Landry this is one. Mm -hmm, this is a front four that has won now two games against two pretty good teams where their offense hasn't played incredible, you know. So good, good stuff from the Titans. They're eight and two. I'm not declaring them as this, you know, best team in the AFC, even though the record states they are. But if their defense can play like this, their offense gets, you know, their, you know, back to normal and Henry comes back in the playoffs. If the defense can stay like this, they're going to be a threat for sure. Oh, no doubt. And the crazy part is, I mean, like you said, offensively, they weren't moving the ball. Marcus nope. Johnson, who I had to look up three times because I've never heard of him, was the leading wide receiver and actually went five for 100. But A.J. Brown, I mean, if there's no Julio and there's no Henry, he's double teamed on every play. So that is a little bit of a concern for my fantasy football team, if you know what I mean. Right, but he was double teamed, you know, against the Rams, and he had a, he had a, a good game as well. He was getting every target. Um, it it was just one of those games where they struggled to move the ball, you know, on offense once again. And if it wasn't for good field position and their defense, you know, they they probably would have been in a a closer game, and you know, not of you know maybe not have won the game. You know, it's funny you said you know if we kind of look at what we got right, what we got wrong. You know, besides that, we both got AJ Brown wrong. You said right. the Titans would have three sacks. He had, they had four. 
Mm-hmm. And I said Callaway is a one-play-a-game person. He had one play. It was a and touchdown. It was a touchdown, and he got your touchdown. And I said, you should start Adrian Peterson. And I'm sorry uh, to every fantasy football person who listened to me. Yeah, so I guess when we ask the question of who's, you know, who's the answer, is it Adrian Peterson? Is it Dante Foreman? Is it McNichols? Well, I, gonna, I guess it's nobody. It's a committee. I guess it's, it's nobody. So yep. it's kind of underwhelming to see there from the Titans. All right. Uh, let's go on to uh, Jaguars-Colts, which the score showing a much closer game than I think I saw. Uh, 17-0 in the first quarter. Colts went up big. Taylor was an animal as he's been all season. 21 mm-hmm. rushes for 116 and a touchdown. Uh, Pittman, again, 5 for 71. They was all over the place. Uh, and then, uh, you know, they got a... Uh, a def- uh, did they get a defensive score, I believe, the uh, the Colts to start the game? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a block, they, they a block punt, punt for a touchdown, yeah. And it was 17 nothing easy. And then... The Jaguars kind of came back with a huge play from Jamal Agnew, uh, who's been really Dude, he, good, really good it, for the Jaguars this year. That was year. a weird play. All of a sudden, he like he was like slowly going to the left, and then he just shot out of a cannon, and nobody touched him. Nobody. He's, like, he's a pretty good hell? player. Uh, but yeah, but the Jaguars losing by six, I'm not sure how, because Lawrence didn't play good at all through 45% you know completion percentage had a hit 160 yards Robinson really couldn't run the ball until he scored on the uh, last drive um, to end the game uh, so I, I'm not really sure how this was this close of a game and Carson Wentz didn't even turn the ball over so uh, I, I think this was just you know the Jaguars scoring a garbage touchdown to keep it within one score it really was a double digit win by the, the, by the Colts uh, and they did what they were supposed to against the Jaguars that's really all I took away from the Colts they're f- they're five and five right now, and that's what I see them as. I see them as a five hundred team. So nothing that I'm overly impressed by uh, by the Colts. You, I, I told you a couple weeks ago they're going to make the playoffs. Yep. Yeah, they they're, they very well could. I mean, that, look at the AFC right now. I know we're you know we're not into all these games, but if we if we take a look at the playoffs, you have you know all your teams uh, that are leading the division: Tennessee, Buffalo, Baltimore, and KC. The, look at the wild card. Five wins for Pittsburgh, six wins for, for New England, five for the Chargers, five for Las Vegas, five for Cincinnati, five for Indianapolis, five for Cleveland, five for, for Denver. And, I mean, we joke about Miami, but they're only two games out, you know, in terms of the wild card at, at three and seven. So it, it's like it's, a big it's like a big stew. The AFC is a mess right now. So uh, this, these games are, are going to be crucial, these, like, AFC, you know, inter-conference uh, matchups. Uh, and one of those was a really – Big game for the Patriots that I think we both predicted, and that was the Patriots blowing out the Browns, forty-five-seven. Really? really? You just you just turning the knife deeper in. You, you already beat me by three this week mm. in the pick'em. This one was the crucial one. You know, this, this was, was my lock of the week, pounding the table. Baker Mayfield doing what Baker needs to do. No, I I think it was funny because we're watching these games together, and I go. It was like 20, they were up by like 20 in the first half or in the third quarter. And I was like, oh, we got this one right. We did. And you're sitting there quiet. I'm like, you're not, you're not going to like celebrate that we got it right. And, you're, and I'm like, oh my God, you picked the Browns. I forgot you picked the. And then I'm like, not only did you pick the Browns, they were your lock of the week. Lock of the week. And they lost by 40. Uh, not only was, were they lock of the week, AJ, mm-hmm. I play in a uh, underdog pool. And I locked them in the underdog pool as a – it counts as two instead of one pick. And, uh, yeah, it was a bad, bad call. Three things to, to take away from the Patriots from this one is Ramondre Stevenson looked very good filling in for Damian Harris, 100 yes. yards and two touchdowns. I think it's a good scheme, a good running scheme on this Patriots offense. So I think, you know, any one of their guys can really thrive uh, running the football. But he looked he, – he's very similar to Damian Harris. They're both, you know, north-south runners, put their head down and, you know, run through some guys. But – Uh, he had a very nice game. Uh, My my second takeaway is Jacoby Myers. I was a week late. Hold on, hold on. A week late. Hallelujah. I was a week late on the on the touchdown call, but finally scores a touchdown in his NFL career. So give it up for Jacoby Myers. And I'm going to throw a little bit of a maybe maybe not a hot take maybe maybe, but I think this game by Mac Jones, 82 percent completion, 200 yards, three touchdowns. I think he took the lead for Offensive Rookie of the Year if he wasn't in the lead already over Jamar Chase. I think Jamar Chase taking a couple weeks off with the bye this week. I think Mac Jones has put his team into contention for his division, for contention to, you know, be a top team in the AFC. 
Yeah, I think he's taking the lead. It's not a bad. It's not a bad take. I, I think it's he has. I think he's playing excellent uh, so far. How about the fact that you know you, you laugh at Jacoby Myers getting his first touchdown finally, and it wasn't even thrown by Mac Jones. It was wasn't thrown even thrown by Brian by Hoyer. Brian Hoyer. <laughs> it went three for three story. for eighty-five yards and a touchdown in the, in the dumping at the end. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I love the fact. I love the yeah. fact that I pounded the table for Baker Mayfield, and he finished with a whopping. 60 or sorry 52 percent completion for 73 yards one touchdown one interception yeah i don't know what to take away from this browns team because it's a different team every week uh, i mean one week we're looking at baker mayfield like last week against the Bengals, that is throwing dots all over the place can throw the deep ball to donfey people jones uh got his tight ends involved they ran the football as well and then we look at you know a team like this, and their defense is horrific. They they don't get any pressure on the quarterback, and their corners can't cover. And then we have Baker Mayfield look like an absolute you know trash quarterback. It's thrown for seventy three yards. So I don't know what to even make of this team right now. They're five hundred. Uh, I mean that's just how they've played so far. I think they're better than what their record says, but how they've played, they're a five hundred team. Can I can I just take one little small win? Mm-hmm. And that is that I've been on the Dearness Johnson train. Oh, say that he's Chubb 2.0. And he did come through with 99 yards and, and uh, 21 points in fantasy. And you said if, that if, if, if Johnson had 100 yards, the Browns would win. Maybe because he got 99. He had 99. Killed. That's why they lost. <laughs> no, but I mean, I don't even think I'm you should. I'm off the Browns. I'm off the Browns. I don't I'm think you Baker. should take. I'm off the Browns. I don't think you should take credit for that because I think in 40-point losses, no, there is no subtle victories if you're on the opposite side. That is All fair. Right. Good point. Fair point. Let's go to uh, let's go to Bills Jets. Um, can we confirm now that Mike White was the one game wonder? Can we can we hop uh, on that uh, that I, uh, uh, as bad as I wagon. was up to this point? I have been saying that since Mike White's completion of his first game that this would have been a one hit wonder. And it is. There's a reason he's an undrafted journeyman, third-string quarterback in the league. Because he is going to give you that one great game, and then he's going to give you four crappy ones. Yeah, he uh, he had four really bad interceptions. Um, bad. This game was over in, you know, really quick. Allen played really good, threw for, you know, back to his, you know, normal stats of 360 yards, two touchdowns. And who uh, was the leading wide receiver, buddy? Stefan Diggs with the A for 162 and a touch. What is with you and then the I don't and know. the Bills wide receivers? Right? It is a little freaky. I mean, seriously? It's very weird. I can't fucking win the lottery. I can't pick the right <laughs> stock, but I can pick the leading wide receiver on the Bills every so, freaking week. I think what you do is you go to you go you fly to Vegas and you put as much money as you can on whatever prop of the receiving yards for the wide receiver of the Bills that you think is go off, and that's how you make your money that way. I think that's what you gotta do. So. I mean, uh, they, I did have I did have Stefan Diggs in my. Uh, I, I have gone with the if I'm going to pick it, right. put it in your DraftKings. Right, and I did win the double up for fifty bucks. Uh, they they play Indianapolis next week, so don't spoil it yet. But you know, keep you know think about how uh, or, wh- or which wide receiver you're going to take. How about shout out and, Gabe Davis for going over oh, hundred yeah. yards too? U- UCF. Yeah, so that yeah. was a a big one for Spe- the Bills. Speaking of UCF, not to not to derail our NFL talk, but I am excited. Tonight, Tuesday night, I will be attending my first UCF basketball game of the year and throwing popcorn at your head on the bench. All right, I'll see you there. Uh, yeah, it'll be it, it'll be fun there. Uh, let's let's get back here though. Uh, Lions Steelers will move on. No, before to... we get to the Lions Steelers, there's one more thing I got right that I want duly noted. Mm-hmm. You've been pounding the table on Zach Moss, and while he did get a touchdown, he <laughs> ran for 27 yards. Everybody and has Singletary. Touchdown. I told you is the better running back, and he did with his. Uh, 43 yards and a touchdown. So I'm taking mm. my extra 16 yards, baby. They had, they had four running backs with a touchdown this week, so they use everybody on the Bills. Uh, let's go to what was one of the worst football games I've ever laid, uh, laid eyes on, uh, which I think I've said about multiple Lions games this year. Uh, Lions-Steelers end up tying 16-16. This is, is this, yeah, this is the first tie of the year. Uh, I mean, I think I've, I think I've said this before. Pathetic. About ties, like I think they should get rid of ties. I, I think ties are stupid. I think you you play until someone scores, until someone wins in overtime. Uh, but this ends in a tie. Uh, neither team wanted to win this game. This was the Lions getting lucky with some ref calls, some stupid turnovers, and Mason Rudolph playing quarterback. 
Uh, all they did was run the ball. I mean, Jared Goff started out passing, and I think Dan Campbell was like, yeah, I, 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 can't, I can't watch this myself as the coach. I don't want the people on TV watching this. So they gave the ball to DeAndre Swift 33 times, and he had 130 yards. Uh, so that was good you know, for fantasy owners. But th- th- this game was, was, was two teams turning the ball over every possession, uh, you know, missing field goals, uh, going to overtime, and neither team in overtime wanted to, to, to win. I mean, you had the Steelers go down twice, punt once, and then Deontay Johnson with a terrible fumble. You had the Lions go down, uh, uh, they, they, they turn the ball over, and then they, you know, miss a field goal and shank it. Uh, th- this was, and then finally the Steelers go down, they were in field goal range, and Pat Fryer with fumbles, and the game was over. It, it, it is what summed it up. It was dreadful to the eyes. Uh, just bad for both teams. But the Lions somehow in the win streak without winning, uh, and they end up with a tie. They're 0-8-1. I mean, we're sitting here watching this game because we feel bad for our Lions friends, mm-hmm. and we're sitting there going, we're in the fifth quarter, basically, and Jared Goff at that point had like 73 yards throwing. We're like, how could you go five quarters and not throw 100 yards? I mean, he did on the last two plays, but like it was Bad. I mean, even like their guy that that Jeffer Jefferson or whatever guy's mm-hmm. name was, J- Jamar Jefferson, you know, goes out and, and busts one out for a touchdown, and then he gets hurt and he's out the game as he injured his ankle. Like it was just a travesty of watching bad, bad football. Bad. It, it, just terrible. Uh, so I guess if you picked a, if you picked a winner this week, we're all wrong. I, we we all will take the wrong on this. That's how bad it was. Uh, and the only other thing is. This Steelers team, they're going down in droves. I mean, Minka Fitzpatrick today tested positive for COVID. You know, TJ Watt, they, luckily the MRI came back and he didn't bust up his hip and his knee, but he's going to be out for a little while. They got uh, Stephen Tewitt's not, not is not coming back this year. And then you got Ben who's hurt, Chase Claypool who's hurt. Like, it's just their two guards are hurt. Like, yeah, this team has got some issues. They're falling apart, uh, you know. If the Ravens can hold on, you know, even with that loss, and you know the Bengals get back on track, uh, they're just—you can't tie to the Lions. I don't—I don't care if Mason Rudolph. They had every opportunity to win that game, a hundred chances. Even you know, ask a Lions fan who won that—that that watched that game. The Steelers should have won that game a hundred times, and they kept kept screwing themselves, kept turning the ball over. Bad stuff from both teams. We're well, moving on. Hold on, let me just ask you this, okay? Did you look at the last? Uh, the remaining schedule for the Steelers. It's tough. They got it's hella. They got at, a lot of divisional games left. Wait, it's at Chargers, at Cincy, Baltimore, at Minnesota, Tennessee, can, at Kansas City, Cleveland, at Baltimore. They might not win another game. It's all. It's all AFC and it's all divisional. It's. Yeah. I, I am sitting here telling you that a six and three Steelers team with that. With that schedule, didn't make me confident, and a five-three and one Steelers team doesn't make me yeah, confident either. Nope. So, uh, they're they're in for a rough, you know, end of the season here. Uh, let's move on though. Let's keep going with um, some upsets here. Uh, the Washington Football Team with a big upset, taking down the Bucks twenty-nine nineteen. This was domination from the start to the finish by Washington. They came out firing, went off to a, a you know. A 13-0 lead, I think, over the Bucks Intercepted Brady twice in the first quarter. They couldn't get anything going on the ground, so Brady was throwing, and he tried to force a couple, and he couldn't connect to anyone. Evans had the touchdown, but before that, he had one catch. Godwin was getting was the, his... coverage. Yeah, it was getting his dinky, you know, uh, you know, seven-yard passes, but that was it. They weren't letting anything deep. Uh, and then for Washington, I, I think this was, you know, the defense giving them good field position, and Heineke managing the short field position... You know, scoring in the red zone. Gibson was back to, you know, running the football at two touchdowns. Um, and, and they didn't have to do anything crazy, you know. The, McLaurin didn't have a great, uh, crazy game. McKissick didn't do anything. Like, this was defensively stepping up, shutting down the Bucks' offense, creating that that field position, and, and, and scoring. And what they did on the final drive of the game was arguably the best drive of the season from anybody, and that was going 10 minutes to go down the field and score a touchdown without giving Brady back the ball with any time left to to, to do anything. And do you not love Heineke? Like I love the emotion. That guy oh, yeah. fired up. He he got his revenge on what he should have, yep. you know, beat Brady last year in the playoffs when he was playing his heart out. So th- this is, you know, 
I, I think for for the the Bucks concerning because we have seen Brady in the last couple of weeks, you know, turning the ball over a little bit more. So mm-hmm. you know that's a little concerning there. They've been struggling to run the football, and then the defense, the the secondary is is continues to be a weak spot. So the Bucks now sit as the force as the fourth seed in the NFC, six and three. Um, are we? Pushing the panic buttons. I think it's a slight no. panic. I don't think no, we're going I mean, crazy panic, but I think it's I a mean, slight. Sure, I, I get it. Look, I mean, Brady's human. At 43, he's not going to be what he was. It, it, there has to be some a little bit of decline. But no Gronkowski, no Antonio Brown. And those two guys are coming back, right? And so not only that, but their secondary will be healthy in, in three or four weeks too. So I'm not writing off the Bucks. They're going to win the South pretty easily um but if they don't have health going into the playoffs and they don't have all of their weapons yeah this this team has has holes yeah they do and i i think that the way they lost you know because we saw them lose kind of the same way against against new orleans like new orleans didn't play that great they just entered you know uh, caused turnovers they had good field position and that's how they beat the bucks so I think we're starting to see a formula maybe to beating the Bucks, uh, and and I think we've seen that you know two times uh, so, recently. So you know how like I mean we'll get to the Chiefs, but you know how like everybody was clamoring for the Chiefs for Patrick Holmes to stop throwing every ball you know yep. like a thirty yard bomb and, mm-hmm. and check down and take what it gives you. I don't understand why the Bucks don't run Leonard Fournette more. He got the ball eleven times. You know, like this guy is a beast that can pound and pound and pound and wear down a defense and then opens up all the play action. Like I just it's just some weird coaching decisions. I, I don't know what the heck that uh, what's his name? Um, what's the offense coordinator? The, the old uh, quarterback, uh, uh, Byron Leftwich. Thank you, Byron Leftwich. I don't know what he's doing right now. Yeah, he they, they are. Lo- they're just looking a little out sync. Out of sync. I mean, Brady looks a little out of sync. He's not connecting with his with his guys and Evans and, and Godwin over the last couple weeks. Like, they'll get back to it. You know, they have you know obviously some of their you know easier games because they're in their division. They still have Atlanta, Carolina twice, the Jets. Like, they'll get some wins. You know, they have the Giants next week. Like, they'll yeah, be fine in terms of making the playoffs. But health and the way that they're playing, not great. You know, in terms of what we hold the Bucks to and you know the Super Bowl champs. What do you, what do you think about the Chase Young tearing his ACL injury? It's huge, you know. That, that's you know the defensive player of the you know the year, rookie defensive player of the year. Uh, last year he was having a good year. This year he was starting to come to form. Um, it's a big injury for them. I, I don't think Washington's doing anything this year. So in terms of like their you know their chances of doing anything, I don't think it impacts that. But you know you hate to see you know a great player that you know go down with that injury. But um, I, it, it's obviously their best player going down. You don't want to see that. I mean, the scary part is, is that, you know, while the NFC, uh, the top five teams are really good, when you get to the wild card in the last two spots, you're, you're talking about a, a Washington football team and a New York Giants team and a Philadelphia Eagles team that are like literally a game, game and a half back. Mm-hmm. And that's the crazy That's, that's the, the that last spot in the NFC we were talking about. And, you know, we'll get to more games like that. And, and we'll get to a team that we were talking about last week um, that was that was facing our, our boys and the Cowboys. Uh, that 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 we're coming in looking for an upset to maybe you know secure and and get a lead and maybe be a surprise playoff spot in that in you know the last last wild card spot in the NFC. Uh, the Falcons did not do that. Uh, they came into Dallas and got absolutely walloped, forty three to three, a forty walloped. point win by the Cowboys. It is more than what you know. I think it's more than what they needed to show that you know we could bounce back from a bad loss to Denver. Come out here and absolutely destroy a team that they are, you know, uh, you know, two times better than. Oh, listen, the first drive of the game for Dallas, they walked right down the field, and I mean, C.D. Lamb was literally open on every play, and Zeke was running well, and so they they went up seven nothing. Atlanta comes down the field, right, and they have a fourth and seven on their on the Dallas Cowboy like thirty eight yard line, fourth yeah. and seven. Right? I'm sorry, it was 7-3. It was the second time they got the ball. They're coming down, and instead of kicking a field and going 7-6, he goes for it. They, The Cowboys obviously stop it, and then they go. And from that point on, it was literally two and a half quarters before the Falcons crossed midfield or had more than 40 yards of offense combined. It was yeah, a it complete was, domination. You saw Dak come, you know, come back and... 
it, it just looked so much different than the last game. Like yeah. it, it was almost like uh, we were we were reading the things of oh does he need another week off? Yeah, he, he may have needed another week. Like he like maybe needed another week because he looked so much better this week and he was delivering all day to Lamb. You know there was all these talks about AJ Terrell and you know the fact was you know he's such a good corner this year and you know cd lamb was not having it and absolutely torched him six for 92 and two touchdowns uh cooper had some good catches welcome back michael gallup who had only three Woo-hoo. catches but three they important catches three if, you, if you watch the you know game they didn't run the ball particularly well because their game plan going into this was obviously throw the ball you know zeke came in on the short down yard uh yardage situations had two touchdowns on, you know on the goal line uh but this was the offense going down scoring early. The defense making two really big stops on fourth down. Two great interceptions. And it was and it another was, one by Trayvon Diggs. It was over eighth. from there because they and the they get interceptions. Line. They get good field position. You know, if, if the Cowboys start drives inside your your territory, it's kind of hard to stop them. It's hard to stop them already when they're starting at the 20-25. But if they start inside your, you know, half of the uh, half of the field, you're definitely hard, definitely hard to stop them from scoring on that drive. So they capitalized. They got a block punt, you know, an interse- another interception. Game was over at half, uh, and that's that's all she wrote for there. A big win for the Cowboys, you know, uh, to, sh- to show a statement, obviously, with KFs, uh, KC uh, next week, which will be a big, uh, big game. Big game. All right. Hopefully Kyron Smith is back. Yeah, definitely need him back. Uh, let's move to the 4 o'clock games. We'll start with another big upset. Uh, the Panthers over the Cardinals, uh, 34-10. Panthers came out, played really good, uh, really oh, good football. Started the game, they started up twenty to nothing, and they didn't look back. Uh, we do have to say, you know, the Cardinals didn't. Have, it wasn't full strength. Uh, I think they got a big win with Colt McCoy last week, and this week was like, yeah, we'll take it right back. You know, Colt McCoy was hurt, but you know, wasn't playing good anyway. Had a hundred yards, threw a bad pick. Uh, you know, they they couldn't really run the ball. They were trying to run the ball James with Connor. Connor uh, he was. Oof stuffed you know all uh all yeah. games so they, they they couldn't do anything on offense uh then defend or uh, defensively they were getting absolutely run all over by McCaffrey you know PJ Walker I didn't think that did anything special you know they got the ball a lot of the times in there you know with good field position and Cam Newton you know was the red zone quarterback had a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown even Cam Newton got the ball to freaking Robbie Anderson who hasn't done anything all year and score you know had him score a touchdown but <laughs> Uh, they, you know, they, how, they, how about the fact? How about the fact that Cam is the first player in I think it's like sixty years that the first play of uh, the first rush of his season was a touchdown. His first pass of the season was a touchdown. Yeah, that's that's pretty good stuff from from Cam. You know, he looked and that, on that run, it was like vintage Cam. It's like get off of me! I'm I'm huge. You can't tackle me with one. You know, some hard tackles and one person. And then uh, he's yelling, "I'm back! I'm back. yelling! I'm back!" You gotta love it there. Uh, but this was the Panthers having their best player fully healthy for, I think, the first game all season. Had 95 rushing yards, 10 for 66 catching. They're a different team when they're when when McCaffrey is fully healthy and playing oh. like he did, and he definitely helped them get a win. Uh, big How for the Panthers. How about the fact that McCaffrey got 10 catches on 10 targets? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was... I mean, he, you want to talk about check down Charlie. Good. He looked really good. And big win for them because NFC week uh, seven spot or week wild card spots in general... Five and five Panthers, you know, with maybe Cam becoming the starter next week because you know maybe that's you know the spark that they needed. Uh, you, so it's a good one. Right, what, what, what do you give it in terms of percentage that he will be the full starter? I would say there's a seventy-five percent chance he's the starter. That sounds about. I, I would give it an eighty. Yeah, because I mean you didn't see you didn't see anything. PJ PJ Walker didn't win you the game. It was you know you know Cam at the goal line and then and the defense. So why not just start Cam? I, I think you should start him. I'm with you. He looks uh, healthy and ready to go. Yeah, it was it was good stuff there. Uh, you know I I we anticipate we anticipated Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins playing. We took the Cardinals. So I guess we were wrong on that. But uh, you know they they need we're him back. Really wrong about James Conner. <laughs> yeah, they need him back though. Where it, it, obviously Kyler Murray's injury is. Is you know a little more serious than we thought, and so is Hopkins because he hasn't practiced in three weeks. So yep. they need those guys back uh, immediately. Uh, let's go. Let, let's go to Vikings Chargers, which was a really good game actually. A little back and forth as as all you know, close game as all Chargers and Vikings games are. And finally, the Vikings came out on top in a one possession game. I, I mean, we haven't seen it in, in so long. So this was. Uh, 
This was finally the Vikings getting out to an early lead, as they have had this season. It's not like a secret that they haven't had leads and they haven't played games close. This was just finally one of the games that they've kept the lead, you know, shut down on uh, shut down on a final drive on defense, and they won the game. Like Kirk Cousins played well, got the ball to, to uh, Justin Jefferson at nine for one forty three. Again, Dalvin Cook is an automatic as automatic as they come as hundred yards a game, uh, twenty four rushes for hundred yards, um, and then defensively, if you can hold Justin Herbert to under 200 yards, Austin Heckler under 40 yards, and a wide receiver doesn't have 100, you've had a good you, you've had a really good game. And I'm surprised they even only won by a touchdown because that is the recipe for shutting down the Chargers because you've shut down the entire offense and their defense, not that great. So when you've done that and you've caused a turnover and you've had two sacks, it, this was this was the recipe to, to to beat the Chargers and the Vikings, you know, save their season. You know, get if they drop to you know three and six, they're 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 looking like they're done. If they can't you know win these close games because they're in a you know a tough division, they got a tough schedule. But I think it's a it is a big one for the Vikings. I think it's a bigger loss for the Chargers uh, in this one. I think the Chargers were doing so good starting off, looking like they could upset the Chiefs for that division. You know, looking good. They've dropped a couple now in a row. Uh, they've dropped, you know, three out of their last uh, five, I believe. Yeah, three of their last three five. Not the last four. Out of the last four, yeah. Uh, th- this is a team that is starting to look, you know, shaky. It is It is a team that maybe their defense is too much of a liability for their offense. Um, uh, it is... It's an interesting thing to, to see because they are five and four, and I think it's grateful that they had a good start. But we'll see once they start playing the Chiefs, Denver again. They have Vegas again, Pittsburgh. Like these AFC teams, they're going to have to beat because I think Kansas City, we'll talk about them in a little, is taking control and getting back to form, going to win that division. They're going to need to compete with those all those five win teams that we just you know repeated and then talked about in the wild card. They're going to have to compete with all of them. They all play each other. You know, it, it's just going to come down to you know if they can beat those AFC teams that are are vying for those spots with them. So two things. One, I think we might have put the nail in the coffin of Minnesota's season a little early. You might yep. want to pull that 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 last you know uh, nail out and just give them a little breathing room. And then the thing with the Chargers, man, their defense is giving up an average of thirty points a game. It's bad. It is really games. bad. That's not the, the, good. It's because they're very vulnerable against the run, and they try to you know to stop the run by putting more guys in the box. And that doesn't even help. So then you're vulnerable against the pass, which they're not good in the first place against. So it's really a recipe for disaster because it's not – they just don't have enough skill players because they've lost so many guys um, in terms of just – you know, they, they once had some really talented players. You know, Derman James, not the same, you know, after all his injuries. He's still a good player. You know, he's, he, he, had 12, he had 12 tackles. He's a and, good player. He's a good tackler. He's, he's, look, that's not the problem. The problem no, is I, they're not I, no, I'm a saying, pass rush. No, he's a good tackler, but coverage-wise, not you know that great. They're you know Casey Hayward once in his prime, you know not on the team obviously anymore. They're, they don't they don't really have a number one corner. Uh, you know, I mean Asante Samuel was good for the beginning of the season. Where has he been the last couple of weeks since they've been losing? I'm not sure. Chris Harris Jr. hasn't been that. Good. Chris Harris Jr. They have no, is they have no is pass old. rush. They have they have they, they have Bosa and nobody else. Well, they, you know they have Bosa. They lost Melvin Ingram. They had other guys that have been on the team before. They 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 lost a lot of guys this offseason. Go look at the roster then and now, and it's just it's a lot of guys that once impacted their their D line that it's just not there anymore. So worrisome for the Chargers, especially in that defense. Agreed. All shall, right, get to your get to your gloating moment, right? Shall here. we get to the moment that I've been waiting for? Um, sure. I can't believe have, I'm have happy to speak on an Eagles win, and <laughs> but I am happy because. I told you so. Like, like this couldn't have gone any better. You'd think I took a time machine right. to Denver and watched this game like a week before because it pretty much played out, as I said, with the Eagles winning handedly against the Broncos after, you know, the Broncos beat down on the Cowboys last week and everyone was hopping on. The Broncos are, are good again. And I said, this happens every, every time. You know, the, schedules, the schedule makers do this every time because, you know, divisional opponents play common divisional opponents and they always schedule the fact like NFCs, they'll play like two teams in a row. So if the Cowboys play like another NFC team will play the week after. And yep. we've been Cowboy fans for 
I've been a Cowboy fan for 18 years. You've been it for 50 years. We've seen this stuff happen where the Cowboys just lose these type of games and they lost to the Broncos. And I said, what happens the next week? The NFC East team, any NFC East team that plays them will beat them. It just happens. And what the Eagles do, they went into Denver and they absolutely dominated the Broncos. Who dominated? Jalen Hurts. 178 yards, two touchdowns. Also had at 53 on the ground, was good running the ball. Threw to Devontae Smith, who had four for 66 and two touchdowns. Said he would have 100 yards and two touchdowns. So I got the two touchdowns right. Uh, but they dominated this game offensively and then defensively. Darius Slay, who I've been, you know, completely you know trashing on and saying that he sucks at, yet has another fumble recovery for a touchdown um this year or this week uh just like he had a couple weeks ago which was actually a really impressive run back because the dude is fast and just completely outran everyone uh that was on the field for the broncos so Can you the eagles play a a commanding I win need you explain something to me yes you yeah. are very right you're very right uh, yeah la 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 here's what i don't understand Okay, three weeks ago, we were all clamoring about why the hell do the Eagles not run the ball? What is wrong with Nick Seriano? Mm. Why is he acting like the last coach? Like, I don't, Doug Peterson, why don't they use Miles Sanders? Why don't they, you know, run the ball? Why don't they use play action? Why don't they use RPO? Right? It was just literally, you know, pass, 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 pass. Miles Sanders would get the ball seven times. This week, they ran for 214 yards. They averaged right? seven yards a carry. Seven yards a carry. Last week, what did they run for? It was something similar. It was it was over 200 yards again against mm-hmm. the Chargers, right? So, I mean, last week, I'm sorry, last week was 180. So in and the then, last two weeks, they've the run for they 400 ran for like 250. yards. Yeah, I think they've run for like 650 yards in the last three weeks. What has changed? Dad, what is, like, I... I don't want to talk about it because it brings me too much anger and heartache because I don't understand it. It makes zero sense when you're starting running back who we all think is a talented running back in Miles Sanders doesn't get the ball. But Never. Jordan Howard, who's like 50 years old and out of his prime, can and rush Boston 12 Scott. times for 83 yards. Boston Scott, who was on the practice squad and wasn't getting a single handoff, rushes for 80 yards. Jalen Hurts continues to be a rushing quarterback in 53 yards. Like, what is going on with the with, with, with this team? It makes it, it it fuels the fire for the hatred I have for the Eagles. It, it really does. The only sure. reason I'm liking them this week is because they they proved me right in my prediction and my lock of the week <laughs> because my lock of the week actually hit this week. So that's all I'm going to take from this. Are, are you a little perplexed the fact that we said that Philadelphia would be the worst team in the league at the beginning of the year? And yes. right now, they are one game out of the playoffs. One game out of the playoffs, four and six Eagles. Um the way they're playing right now is 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 really good. I mean, offensively, like Hertz is getting doing enough to get it done. And if the defense, who I didn't think would be good at all, is you know playing like this, they're they are in the mix. That's what I will say about that. In the mix, because they are. Uh, but definitely not the worst team in the league. They're pro- they're definitely playing a lot better than my expectations at the beginning of the season. And I was wrong about everything I said about Denver. Oh, we know. Yeah, that was uh, that that was that was my game to talk about. Just so you know, that was that was my game to uh, dissect to, there. To to break. But yeah, Devonte Smith, you know, only we were talking about yesterday. Only owned like thirty percent in some leagues. Eh, might want to go pick him up because he's had some good games. You know, even with the running the football, he's had some good games for them uh, over the last. I'm couple guessing weeks. that my prediction of him breaking both his ankles by week six. Yeah, is probably not, not going to happen. He's been pretty damn good. Maybe he maybe he can make a run for offensive rookie of the year uh, in this in the latest season. All right, probably let's go. in the top five right now. Yeah, he definitely is. Uh, let's go to let's go to Green Bay, Seattle. Seventeen nothing, Green Bay. Russell Wilson gets shut out for the first time in his career. As a starting quarterback for the for, for Seattle, um, he he didn't look at all like Good. himself. Didn't look like he that finger was one hundred percent fifty percent complete fifty percent completion percentage for Russell Wilson is bad. Um, yeah. But it was if you watch the game and watch him throw the 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 pass some of the passes he threw were just really off and just mm-hmm. didn't look like Russell Wilson himself. Um, I, I don't even think Aaron Rodgers played that well. You know, he had 300 yards, but, you know, didn't throw a touchdown, had, you know, some also some bad in, um, bad incompletions as well. Uh, couldn't really get anyone involved that much. I mean, Adams had 77 for 78. Uh, this was 
Aaron Jones going out in the first half with an injury, and A.J. Dillon, who is your guy, coming in, 21 rushes for 66 yards, scored two touchdowns when, you know, to close out the game pretty much. Um, and I think the story of the game is the Packers' defense, who two weeks in a row have put together some some big games. You know, seven points to Kansas City, uh, you know, well, or 13 good. points to Kansas City, which we, they probably would have won with Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. Yep. A shutout against Seattle with their quarterback coming back, and this, and this is, is with this was with two stud players, yeah, on not IR. playing, yeah, with with Jair Alexander not playing as you know that's the big one, and and Ladarius Smith, yeah, I mean, we we questioned the Packers. The, the, I mean, the question of them the last three years, their their championship window has been open for you know. I guess years now, ever since Aaron Rodgers, but really as they developed a good team of the last four, you know, three to four years. Yeah. And the reason we always talked about them, why are they losing the NFC championship every year? Their defense is just not good enough when they go against Brady, when they've gone against, you know, uh, some of these teams that have been great in the NFC over the last couple of years. Are we starting to see a Packers defense maybe form without their best players? Now, when Jahir Alexander comes back, now when Zedaria Smith comes back, they're in an even better group with Rodgers, you know, coming back from COVID. A.J. Dillon's, you know, going to be probably the premier rusher now with Aaron Jones uh, going down with an MCL sprain. Th- this is big for the Packers, I think, because it, they are winning in other ways besides Aaron Rodgers doing everything he possibly can to win the game for them. They're 8-2. and two. They're the first seed in the, in the NFC right now with the, uh, w- with the Arizona loss. So big win for the Packers in the way that they did and how the defense is coming together. And, and the scary part is there's really only maybe two games on their schedule that they could lose. Yeah. Like this, this team is going to finish minimally 13 and four. Yep. I, it's, they are, they're in good position for that bye week and uh, in the NFC. So they're doing good things up there and, and Seattle three and six. I don't want to play green Bay and Lambo in the middle yeah, of January. I don't, I don't either, but, uh, Seattle three and six, are we? Uh, yeah, done. I think they're done. I, I think they're done. Uh, we, we you know, do they need Chris Carson back. Arizona next week, they have two actually against Arizona still. Another one versus the Rams, San Fran, Washington. Like, you know, they they got some cupcakes there with Houston and Detroit, Chicago. Like, may, you know, maybe they rack up wins. We'll see how the NFC turns out, but. They would need Russell Wilson to get incredibly hot, you know, to beat the Cardinals one time, to beat up on the bad teams. Uh, but they are, they're looking, they're looking bad right now, the Seahawks. All right, let's get to our final game here. Chiefs Raiders, which ended the, uh, some, the blowout weekend with a blowout. Uh, the Chiefs taking care of business, 41-14. And Mahomes said what Cam Newton said this week, and that's I'm back. I'm back, I'm back. 70% completion percentage. They just threw the ball all night. They didn't care what the score was. 50. He, he threw it 50 times. He threw 40 yards and five touchdowns. He got everybody involved. Tari killed twice to start the game. I mean, freaking Daryl Williams had 100 yards receiving out of the backfield and a, and a touchdown. Kelsey. Well, did, what? I mean, the amount of time. Did you see how like the how Vegas played? Ve- Vegas just played incredibly soft defense the entire night. Soft. Like, I, I don't want Tyreek Hill to, to beat me with a 50-yard bomb. Mm-hmm. So I'll let Darrell Williams come out of the backfield and nobody guard him until he catches the ball, runs six, eight yards, and then we'll try to tackle him with two linebackers. Yeah, that's it, it just wasn't a good strategy. I mean, Kelsey even dominated 120 yards receiving, didn't score. But Darrell Williams had a score in 100 yards. Hill almost had 100 yards in two scores. P- Pringle got involved with a score. Um, they even got freaking no—I I was looking at the score and Noah Gray scored. Who the hell is Noah Gray? Exactly. I'm not even sure. Uh, backup, backup, backup tight end. Yeah, they uh, they dominated. And, you know, I think Kansas City, we talked about it. I don't think this shows anything about their defense, that they're able to hold the Raiders to 14 points. But they're a team, I think, much like the Cowboys, you know, what we talked about this last week was when the offense is playing so great, that defense feeds off the offense playing so great, and they dominated. It's not to say that the defense is now all of a sudden, you know, an elite defense and playing that much better, but... This is a team that that needs their offense to be great, needs Mahomes to be great. He was back to, you know, his normal self. The the Raiders are are the most perplexing team week in, week out. Yep. I mean, one week they look like barn burners. 
The next week, they look like the Lions. Like, it's crazy. It's one extreme or the other and nothing in between. Yeah, and, and this week, their offensive line looked like absolute just terrible. It was penalties Couldn't all left run. and right. Couldn't block for anything, you know. They're, they were known as a team this year that was getting Drake and Jacobs involved. I mean, they handed the ball off 11 times, and they both had 16 yards. I mean, that that's that's not going to get it done. And, and uh, I watched on three occasions on third and, like, long. They had to keep Waller in to block just to give Carr a chance. And you're taking your best offensive weapon and keeping him in to block. Yeah. Something's very wrong in Vegas. Fa- fantasy owner's not happy about that one with no. freaking Waller. All right. Nope. Uh, yeah, that's it for Week 10. Uh, it was congratulations it, it was, on your on your win this week. Yeah, I'll take you the uh, I'll take the win. The back on top in the pick 'em. Um, I'm, we have, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go chalk next week. Yeah, <laughs> you, you might be better off going chalk. Uh, Monday night with Rams 49ers. Let's just pray for a Matthew Stafford uh, shutdown this this week versus the 49ers. But I am not um, expecting that to happen. All right, but that's what just prediction. OBJ. Mm-hmm. More than four catches, more than 70 yards. I will say, you know, I'll, 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 I I was kind of reading up on he's going to get more involved with, you know, with Woods going out. Yep. I will say over four catches, under 70 yards, and does not find the end zone. That's what I'll say about OBJ. Right. That's my prediction about him. All right. I like it. All right. We'll see you Friday. We'll, we'll, we'll preview week 11. Most important, I'll see you at the UCF game. Yes, sir. Go Knights.